Good morning, my friends. Today, if you have your Bibles, please go with me to the book of John, chapter 5, verse 25. We find the words of Jesus, and He says, I, I tell you the truth, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Even now, Lord, we pray that you send forth this scripture and touch the lives of many people. There's many people in our world today who are lost, looking for answers. And we know you are the answer. <clears throat> and we ask today in the name of Jesus that you save sinners, reclaim backsliders, and draw every one of us to the cross. Father, you are the way maker. Now make a way when there is no way. In Jesus' name, and God's people said amen and amen. Now, this morning, I'd like to start out with a little confession. And I'm going to be brutally honest, but I ask you to please don't, don't judge me for this because I too, like yourself, am only just a man. No more and no less. But since I only had one more sermon to prepare before I went on vacation, this sermon right here, I was really struggling not to just go and grab a sermon from my files. Because, because you see, to the right of my desk in my prayer room is this little shelf with a glass door. And you can clearly see that in the bottom of this shelf is completely filled with sermons from, I believe, the last seven or eight or maybe ten years. And so how easy and how convenient it would be for me just to grab one. In fact, I felt like those sermons have been calling me at least twice this week. And I went to them and I pulled many out. But the Holy Spirit would never give me any peace about it at all. In fact, I want you to remember what Jesus said when he was teaching us how to pray. In the book of Matthew 6.11, he said, Give us this day our daily bread. In other words, it's my responsibility to pray to God, to ask Him for a word. It's my responsibility as a preacher, as a man of God, to always ask the Father for a fresh word from heaven and not to try to serve you something, some leftovers from years gone by. In fact, when I tried to read a few of those sermons, they became almost impossible for me to read it all because, you see, the anointing was not on it. My Bible tells me in Romans 8 and 14, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. But then when I finally read our text in my reading time, that is when I heard that still small voice of God saying to me, right here. And so my temptations to that little shelf ended immediately, and I looked at it no more. But let me begin this morning by first rereading our text since I've got your minds way off track. Our text says in John 5 and 25, I tell you the truth, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. And so I'm, I'm really being drawn this morning to this statement of how the dead 
will hear the voice of the Son of God. And so let me begin by giving our title today. Our message is called, The Dead Will Listen. If you have a neighbor with you right there listening today, say, Neighbor, the dead is listening. The Bible says in Revelations 2 and 7, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Now honestly, when reading our text, strange thoughts will come to your mind naturally. Especially when you think about all the dead bodies that are buried throughout the entire world in all those cemeteries. In fact, the biggest cemetery I've ever seen, I believe, is in Paris, Texas. It's huge. In fact, every time me and my wife, we go by it on our, on our vacation in January, I always say a little joke that I learned from my dad looking at the same cemetery. I'll ask my wife, and she plays along with it every time. So I say, hey, babe, how many people do you think are dead in that cemetery? And she will say, well, I... A lot of them. And then I will say, I imagine all of them are dead. But the truth of the text is not actually talking about the people who have already passed on. But instead, Jesus is actually talking about all the people in the world who have not yet been saved from their sins. Those certain individuals who have not received Christ as their Lord and Savior. The very ones who have not yet been born again. Born from above. Jesus says in John 3 and 3, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Now, please understand there is a specific time when those who are dead in their graves right now will hear the voice of God to be judged. But for the majority of those dead people, there is no hope at all. In fact, it's too late for a second chance because remember, Jesus is the judge of the living and the dead. In fact, all men will come out of their graves when they hear His voice, but some are called the living and the others are called the dead. 1 Peter 4 and 5. But they will have to give an account to Him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. I love the words of John in Revelations 20, verse 11 through 15. The Bible says, Then I saw a great white throne, and he that sat upon it, earth and sky, earth and heaven, fled from His presence, for there was no place for them. And I saw the dead both great and small, standing before the throne, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead was judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. Then the sea gave up the dead that were in it. Death and hell gave up the dead that were in them. And each man was judged according to what he had done. Verse 14, Then death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death, and anyone's name who was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Now listen carefully, for this is kind of deep. I don't want to take you too deep, but I want to take you a little deeper, because while at the same time those who are dead in Christ, the living will also rise. 
And so will the dead without Christ rise to receive their eternal rewards. And so at the same time, the spirits of men who were saved and have been with Christ in paradise, they are now reunited with their new resurrected bodies. In other words, they're with Christ in heaven, but they will come down with Him and will receive their new bodies. Paul says it like this, 1 Corinthians 15, 42-44. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. He says if there's a natural body, there's also a spiritual body. 1 Corinthians 15 and 49. Just as we have borne the likeness from the man, earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness from the man from heaven. In other words, just like Jesus came out of the grave with a glorified body, so will we. In fact, I really like what the old prophecy of Daniel concerning this event, what Daniel says in Daniel 12 and 2. He says, Multitudes who sleep and the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting content. But you see, right now as we speak, Jesus is very concerned about the walking dead. In other words, people who are alive physically, walking around, but who are dead spiritually on the inside. Now, I'm not trying to get anyone upset by calling you dead because I too understand how you feel. Why? Because I personally was the walking dead for 33 years on this earth and didn't even know it. In fact, I had ears, but I wasn't listening to God at all. And sometimes I wonder who He's calling right now. He could be calling you. Are you listening? And what is interesting and, and I don't think it means anything, but, but, I was, but I was thinking about how I was the walking dead for 33 years, which is the same amount of time that Christ lived on this earth. And if that's not strange, then listen to this. I was actually born on 3-16-64. And as you know, the most popular verse of the New Testament is John 3-16. For God so loved the world that He gave his only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in Him would not perish but have eternal life. But the most popular verse of the Old Testament, according to the Jewish people, is found in 6.4, Deuteronomy 6.4. It's called the Shema. The Bible says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Now, I don't think that means anything personally, but I thought it was pretty neat. And I just wanted to share with you what, what I thought about this week. But let me quickly prove to you through the scriptures that Jesus, he does refer the unsaved as the dead. You see, many people were coming to Jesus, but they were giving their excuses of why they could not follow him at that time. But I want you to listen to what he told one specific man in Matthew 8, 21 and 22. The Bible says, Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me and let the dead 
bury their own dead. In other words, just because this man was from the Jewish tribe of Israel, one of God's chosen people, that didn't make him alive in the eyes of God. He too had to put faith in Christ. And so the unbelieving Jews were considered the dead. And so he says, let the dead bury their own dead. And so today, if you're not saved, it doesn't matter what nationality you are, what color you are. If you're not saved, you're considered dead in the eyes of God. Jesus said in Matthew 22 and 14, For many are called, but few are chosen. In other words, God is calling everyone to be saved. But will the dead listen to his still small voice today? And so Jesus is very concerned with the living dead. In fact, we know that because he tells us in his word in Luke 19 and 10, For the Son of Man, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. In other words, he came to save every one of us, including me. And so now let's, let's look at some specific signs of the dead to see if you might actually fit in the categories of the dead. Because I can promise you that many right now think that they are living but are still spiritually dead. In fact, Jesus tells us in Matthew seven twenty one through 23. He says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father. Who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you workers of iniquity. And so this text shows us that just because you may be religious, that does not make you alive. That makes you religious. In fact, it also shows us here at the end of this text that if you are practicing sin on a daily basis, you are still dead. John says it like this. 1 John 3 and 9. He said, No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. In other words... The Holy Spirit of God will continue to press you into a holy lifestyle. But if He is not in you, then you could care less what you do. Now, this is not saying that you will never sin, because that would, that would contradict the Word of God itself. But, but it's talking about living a lifestyle of sin. Paul says, For all have sinned, and all have fallen short to the glory of God. In fact, back to John again. He says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just. He will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. But if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. And so, verse, and so number one on the list would be Religious people without Christ. There's many people who are religious without Jesus. Number two on the list would be living and practicing sin without any conviction. And so now we come to number three on the list, and that is practicing other religions. If you're practicing any religion beside Christianity, I can promise you there's no place for you in heaven. 
And so our world today is full of religious dead men serving dead gods and dead idols. The Bible says in Proverbs 14 and 12, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. Jesus tells us clearly in John 14 and 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. We read the words of the prophet Habakkuk, chapter 2, 19 and 20. He says, Woe to him who says to wood, Come to life, or the lifeless stone, wake up. Can he give guidance? It is covered with silver and gold. There's no breath in it. But the Lord is in his holy temple. So let all the earth be silent before him. In other words, if you can't call on the living God, then you need to shut up because he's not listening to anything that you're saying. He's shut an ear to what you're saying, praying to false religions. And number four on the list is the self-righteous man. In other words, men who are trusting in what they can do instead of trusting in what God has already done for us. And many of these people are still trusting in the law itself as a means of salvation. 1 Timothy 1 and 8. The Bible says we know that the law is good if one uses it properly. See, the the law was not given to save men, but to teach men what sin is all about. We read the words of Paul in Galatians 3, 10, 11. For For all who rely on observing the law or under a curse, for it is written, Curses everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Verse 11, Clearly no one is justified before God by the law, because the righteous will live by faith. I like the words of James 2 and 10. He said, For whoever keeps the whole law, and yet stumbles at just one point, is guilty of breaking all of it. And so what that simply means is that if you are under the law today and you tell one lie or if you steal one pen from work or if you covet someone's car, if you lust at even one man or woman, then you're already already considered a lawbreaker and you will have your place in the lake of fire. And so I close with number five on the list, which is the most obvious, and that is the God-haters. John 15 and 23, Jesus said, Whoever hates me hates my Father as well. In in other words, there's a lot of people who say they love God, but they, they, they have nothing to do with Jesus. Well, they fall in this category. Proverbs 8, 34 through 36, the Bible says, Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorways. For whoever finds me, finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But listen, but whoever fails to find me, he harms himself and all who hate me love death. Psalms 38 and 19. The Bible says, Many have become my enemies without cause. Those who hate me without reason are numerous. And so I close with this thought today. God says in Romans 10 and 20, And Isaiah boldly says, I was found, but those who did not seek me, 
I was found by those who did not seek me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. Hebrews 3, 7 and 8. So as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness. And so if you're hearing this message today and you've never given your life to Christ, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. So you need to trust him right now. Trust him for eternal life. Trust him. You must believe that Christ died on the cross for the sins of the world. He died. He was buried in a tomb. And on the third day, he rose according to scriptures. The Bible says if you'll, if you'll confess that God is faithful, he'll forgive you. Confess your sins to God. The Bible teaches us that, that you and I, we, we must believe in what Christ has done for us. You, you may believe in God, but if you don't believe that Christ is God manifest in the flesh, you too are still lost. You must believe that God sent His only begotten Son to this earth to save mankind. Put your faith in Christ right now. Go to your knees. Ask God for forgiveness. Put your faith in what Christ has done. And God has promised you that He will save you. Repent of your sins. Turn away from wickedness. And turn to God. God bless you now.